Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life Mr. Sigmund serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello, and welcome to Juicy Scoop. You're so lucky today because not only do I have more juicy, hilarious topics with Chris Brangiola, but I also did a great interview with Captain Sandy from Below Deck. So let's get started. All right, you guys don't deserve the show, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. I want to do a follow-up on the loofahs. Have you heard about the loofahs? I did. This is a swinger thing. So swingers, I've got heard from people who live in the villages of Florida that are furious at me that I'm talking about this. Really? They're saying it's not true. It, people put it on their golf carts and have for years because they're older people and they want to, and any also because golf carts look alike. So they to wash the golf balls. No, I think to identify which golf cart is there. So oh, different colored loofahs. Okay, sure. Um, however, someone also sent me this where you can see there's they're at a store and there's very few loofahs available it's to purchase. Few. They're what sold out. That? Everything's like a, sold out. There's nothing on the shelves of the store. Well, you're right. So maybe, maybe. Yeah, okay. Maybe anyway. it's not a bunch of old people getting their different colored yeah. loofahs to identify what kind of swinger they are. Okay. Then now, I heard from this girl. Oh. Okay. I work in the villages, Florida, as a bartender, driving home from work tonight, listening to your podcast, and almost died when you talked about it. I'm a bartender in the villages, and I can tell you that the loofahs are real. So she's saying it's real. I have another angry juice scooper saying it's not real. Okay, can I okay? stop you? I don't know what the villages are. Is that like a part it's of like Florida? It's like a community in Florida of older people. Okay, got okay? it. Predominantly older people, I guess. Yeah. Let me put on my glasses. Um I can tell you that the loofahs are real on cars, especially on golf carts. Key parties are still a thing, but there's more. You mentioned the pineapples, and yes, they're everywhere. I wanted to let you know that even inside the grocery store, if you have a pineapple in your cart, 
in the top part where the baby would sit, which is what I always said, it means you're open to being approached by others and looking for partners. There's so much. They have a whole secret code as far as what the women wear, like gold lame shoes. That's a thing. Not sure of the exact meaning, but when I tell you that these people in the villages are partiers, they love to party. They love their pineapples too, pineapple earrings, dress shirts, shoe ties for men, so many like spring break for seniors. Okay. Now, uh, there's another person that said you're, you know, like I said, this yeah. isn't true. It's the most respectable place on earth. This is just a dumb rumor. So I don't know. If you are a loofah uh, scrubbing right. or just putting on your golf cart and you are a swinger, uh-huh. let me just hear from you. Okay. Write me yourself right. and say, yes, I'm 68. I started swinging 25 years ago with my husband. I've had over 100 partners. We absolutely love it. Okay. This is how we do it. Not ashamed of it. We found like-minded people at the villagers or not. Okay. Now, also, I'll just say this. In, in defense of the pineapple. Yes. <laughs> it's a hot fruit right now on all things. Like, if you go to any home goods or any yeah, of these it's Michael's cute. Art Supply, the pineapple is on everything. And it always has been. It's also a sign of hospitality. Oh, is that but, right? But, okay. But isn't being a swinger the all Nothing's the more ultimate... hospitable <laughs> than that. But, all right, can I ask you? I don't even know what actual swinging is i guess is it you take my husband wife well, i take your husband or is it you watch me do your wife or husband like what is what exactly is it well i'm so glad you asked that and okay. that is why they introduced the different colors of the loofahs oh because the, the different colors indicate that oh it does yes and i went through it with sarah so you could just go back and listen to that episode but it is literally like that okay like white is just invite me to the party I don't know if I want to watch you. I might just want to have a bite to eat, but I'd like to be invited to the okay. party. Then, then there's another color that's like, I am probably going to make out with my husband while watching other people do stuff. Okay. Then the next one is, my husband and I are definitely going to fuck. Don't touch us, but we'll fuck with other people fucking in the room. Right. Then there is, um, you can come around and like touch my boob or give me a shoulder rub while uh, someone's going down on me you know and then there's full all... blown i will have full-blown sex with a stranger and i don't care yeah. if I have, and then there's the bisexual ones wow. so that's what the, that's why because people like you wondered for so long and then someone said let's make it easy with lufus yes. i feel like that makes it more difficult but whatever that's fine um I, I, it all makes me feel very or someone's boring. like, I'm colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my back, like I'm not loofing at all. Like I have dead scaly skin all over my body. <laughs> um, yeah. I, it, it all, it all makes me feel very boring. Cause this is, I, this, none of this interests me at all. Not at all. Not even remotely. I have no well, desire. Well, you know, um, when I interviewed um, a foreman Mormon, who uh -huh. I, I put her on, a former, for, for, a former, a former Mormon, be. Um, I asked her about swinging. It was Whitney Rose from Salt Lake City. She said, you know, it does happen because these people get married so young. I'm sure. So maybe being that swingers, some swingers, these ones, might have gotten married back in the day, much right. younger than people like you and me. Yeah. So if you never had much experience and you both are like god this is my high school sweetheart now we're whatever like is there more out there i right. don't know that could be all right so, well that's a good explanation okay ben and jen according to tmz have bought a new house it's a brand new house 
built on an acre in Pacific Palisades. She is selling her Bel Air home for forty million something, and found this cutie for thirty two million. That is a cutie, and yeah. it's got a gym and it's got everything. Yeah, and Spencer Pratt lives in there. He does. Oh, he lives in Pacific Palisades. He's yeah. at Irwan every day, and um, I hope I think they should buy there. I think it's fabulous. Well, they are, right? Then they confirm. Of course, it? I don't know where the closest Dunkin' Donuts is. Yeah, but. exactly. Right. <laughs> I went to get my Duncan. Oh boy! Well, good for him. At least he has another wing of the house he can go to when J Lo's gets. You know, I feel like there's every yeah. now and again I'll be headbutting between the two, like there was at the. Uh, you see the new show. movie that he has coming out? Yeah, it's about Nike. It's about Nike. So he plays the Nike owner. Yeah. Matt Damon plays an agent. Already in. Already in. I think it's a series. Going to be on Apple TV or whatever. Oh, it's a series. It's a series. Yeah. Oh, I think it's better as a series. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a movie, and no, I was I'd... like, okay, I think we've seen the whole thing. No, like, I believe it's a series. Oh, okay. Um, every guy is going to love that. Oh, absolutely. Sounds great. I don't really care, but I think it looks good. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I've I, I watched it's it. It's a history of how it all happened, and yeah. I think that's kind of interesting. Interesting story. And it looks good. Um, so Kendall Jenner got some hate or push. She did a weird photo, um, shop. Oh yeah. How her hand looks like a long alien. <laughs> yeah. What's that? But I don't really understand what she made smaller than. I don't really know how Photoshop works. I, I don't either. What I, is that I mean, supposed I, to be? What, what, who are you if your life is a Photoshop detective? Oh God. Uh, thank. Yeah. I didn't even, I mean, I've seen pictures now but i would have never noticed that ever had i i mean is it really like i just don't know why like i would think okay she would make her ass bigger or something like why why your hand long yeah what's i the... once did a photo with peter and it wasn't photoshopped and my fucking hand and arm looked so weirdly like skeleton <laughs> long like it looked like one of those stretch dolls like it was, yeah and i was like God, otherwise this photo's good, but I think yeah. someone's going to think, like, what the hell did she do with her weird, long arms? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, that's very strange looking. Uh, Who cares? Um, this was kind of interesting. Yeah. So they're doing the Joker 2, and apparently extras are pissed, but mm -hmm. they can't piss. They're not getting their proper bathroom bath bathroom breaks and yeah. after they complained or after they came back from the bathroom they'd be drinking water and someone would be like what are you doing why are you drinking water we're not gonna you're not gonna be able to go to the bathroom for like another four hours so or five or i don't know what it is yeah anyway i just thought that was interesting that is interesting. i know i mean we, i've been an extra have you ever been an extra uh i one time it was the worst experience it's the worst experience like the fact and there are people who do it like as a career they have their yes. folding chairs they have their book they just do it they know they they're professional extras. Yes, it's got to be a worse life than being a um, Photoshop detective. You know my my dad's my mom and dad's friend. They had this couple that had been married forever. Yeah, and she was Native American. Okay, and as a second career after her kids were grown and everything, she was an extra on some show that kind of needed Native Americans. Yeah, and she like loved it. Oh really? Because yeah, she brought her book. She brought her you know. Her thing. She never was an actress, actor before, and you get fed and this and that. And um, what were you an extra on? I was an extra trying to get my SAG card because it paid nothing. Yeah. And I was an extra on Wayne's World too. So was I. Wayne's World too. I think we've talked about. Yeah, we this. did talk about that. And um, and that's where. And then there was another one, but the last day that I did it. Oh, I did it on a. I was on a beach scene, with a nine two one zero. Okay. And um. 
And I have to say, Ian Ziering, yeah. I think he was kind of eye-effing me a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can okay. see that. And um, so that was it. And then I was supposed to do one other day and they said like oh, it's a carnival scene and you have to go like and it was like Alameda like it was so far yeah. and you have to be there at 6 a.m. and I just didn't show up I think and they never called me yeah. again and I was like I just don't want to do this yeah and then I found somebody that um I could pay that worked at SAG that could get me a SAG yeah card. that's the way everybody just did it just with or you could pay two thousand dollars like I'll do that Instead of having to humiliate myself on the set of Wayne's World 2. And which I remember, they promised me Aerosmith was going to be there. That's why I went. They're like, and you can get to see, not only you be an extra, you get to see Aerosmith play two songs. And they didn't. Aerosmith I was think not that there. was when I, that's when I didn't go back. Yeah. I think I did 90210 and then I did Wayne's World, and I think I was supposed to go to the concert the scene. The concert scene, yeah. And I chose not to go to that because the night before, because they're like, okay, we want to use you a lot. And um, I also want to say uh, Dana Carvey, I think, kind of eyeballed me a little bit. Really? I remember being in this diner scene. They were in a diner or something, and I was in the oh, I he's eye in contact with him. Right, yeah. I mean, he, just like eye contact. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Come on. Like, whatever. But he, um, but I remember they were all like, didn't you bring your Tupperware? And I go, what? No. And it was all, all these people were dressed up like rockers, and I think they were rockers anyway. Yeah. That was sort of depressing because being a rocker was already really out of Over, style yeah. by the time I was, like, doing this movie. Uh -huh. And they had a – this guy had a duffel bag worth of Tupperware stuff, and he'd go around the in the uh, oh, craft like services. The yeah. And he was just doing tons of, like, pastas and stuff. Yeah. And that's when I was like, this is so depressing. Yeah, like homeless people. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's a sad to, like. Let them pee, though. I know, let them pee. I mean, I, this is one extra complaining oh. that he wasn't allowed to pee. It's one, tr you know. Right, and I also want to say, problem. and, and if, if we know who you are, you're never getting asked again. Yeah. Okay, oh, my God, I just remembered this story. So I saw a TikTok of this girl walking, pretty blonde girl, walking in a sunny street. Uh-huh. How she's a writer. And oh, I watched it. You, do I send it I, to you? I saw it on, yeah, okay, you so to I me, wanted. Yeah. Okay, so she's a writer, and she's like, I mean, I just been, I just found out that the project that I was working on for free um, is probably not going to go now, and I'm writing on this other thing for these people that pay me like nothing, and I just think being a writer is just like it's so hard. I don't know if I want to do it anymore. And these people that I work for are these big wigs, and they just expect me to write for them. And they don't. And anyway, she goes on, and my comment was, "Don't worry, girl. They're never hiring you again. Yeah. Like you literally just did a TikTok of how you think that the world is against you. Right. You're a young writer who hasn't been staffed yet. I know. Who hasn't been? Uh, you did not create a show, and." The amount of shows that I've pitched and created and worked on that never came to fruition. Yeah, that's the business. Like, hello, that's the business. And now you complaining boo-hoo on TikTok? I know. Good I was watching luck. it and thinking like, wait a minute, is this somebody like I I'm supposed to know? Like, is she, is she a legitimate writer who's been on a thousand shows? And I looked her up and it's not the case. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was. And I'm like, yeah, it's a really hard career. It's a hard career because when you make it, it's fabulous. Right. And you do make a lot. Exactly. So unless you're willing to put up with working for nothing and having years of rejection. Right. But just doing it because you love it and you like going to those writer meetings where you're getting paid nothing because you're around other brilliant writer people and you're making connections. Yeah. Go quit. Go yeah. quit. 
and put on, you know, some weird outfit and try to be a TikTok star. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Right, right. But, you know, but then I, I definitely think complaining about your boss, like, on. there's no way that someone didn't, if I saw it, yeah. there's no way that someone did not see this that actually knows her and is like, Chris, or whatever, like, yeah, you're the yeah, EP, right. Chris. I gotta tell you what's what you know Sarah did yesterday on TikTok. Yeah. All right. Exactly. I, maybe they were thinking of staffing. Was it like you. a viral video too? Is I don't it, know if it been it, around? we can check because I sent people, it to you, but yeah. I don't know that it was viral. Yeah. But I, I mean, I put that as my comment. I'm like, I don't yeah. mean to be like an old Gen X, you know, bitchy person that had to work for where I got, but I am an old ex Gen X. Yeah. I am right. an old Gen X person that had to work for where I am, and, got, and, and I don't feel sorry for, yeah, for you. Right. Yeah, Idiot. Interesting. Okay. Um, students protest after New Hampshire school district bans urinals. Now, I've looked into this because okay. the first comments were like, oh, my God, they're getting rid of urinals because trans men, biological women who are trans men now can't use them or don't want right. to see that. I don't know. Then other people like, that's not even true. This is misinformation. They're just, they just feel like the locker room shouldn't have as many people being naked in one spot. And they right. want they want it. I oh I always thought urinals were just weird to begin with, but I'm not a dude. Yeah, that you're yeah, just you naked would. dick yeah. is out. Like I just think it's weird. Uh -huh. But so if you're, I mean maybe not banning them, but just like I mean I talked about this in my standup. But like yeah, if I was to start a restaurant right now, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have a men and a women's. I would have like three smaller. Or four, maybe four smaller individual restrooms. Yeah, I think they a lot of. Them I think do that's now. more fair. But you know who doesn't yeah. like it? Women. Men. Oh. People like Peter. Why not? Because in the past, there was never a line for the men's. And now yeah. everybody has to wait in line. Oh, I see. Yeah. In the, in the past, you could just go to the, if there was a traditional yeah, right, men's, you could right. go in and there is a urinal. Or there just aren't as many people there. People are quick. Yeah. Guys aren't putting on their makeup. Uh-huh. Now, he's got to wait for whatever person is in there taking their time alone yeah. in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I all about a urinal. I hope they stick around. Okay. It's, yeah, you know. Whip it out. It works. It's a it's a good way to pee. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those stories where they just come up with like, we need something to be angry about. Let's find something, and they find some weird story. Or like, or it could be one of those things the people that are issuing this. Yeah. Have to have something that they bring to the table. Right. Like, what's our new policy? Mm-hmm. This is our new policy. Yeah. Now you know I've done something for seven months while I've been paid in this government job. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes it's that. Right, and they're right. like, let's just rearrange the bathrooms. Um, this this girl did this viral speech where she is someone who um, was on the swim team with Leah Thompson. the Leah Thompson who is... Leah Thompson's the actress from uh, Some Kind of Wonderful. <laughs> Leah Thomas, I believe. Leah the... Thomas... Was the trans, trans woman, born male, yeah. swam um, as a swimmer, as a man for, for <laughs> the, his entire adult, her entire adult life, uh -huh. and was like ranked 500th, and then got on this female team as right. a woman, and put on like a one-piece suit, and yeah. let her hair grow, and then won all these trophies that... We want you know these girls. Right. So all these girls that were supposed to be ranked now longer ranked because they lost it by one point, and um, yeah. and you know I'm not for it. I'm totally against it. And like I'm just gonna say that yeah. and come at me. It's a different body. It's a different wingspan. It's a different chest. Yeah, lung span. It's just like you right. know. But 
they but her speech was really good and um but part of it was that she had to be in the locker room with Leah Tom with Leah Leah, Leah who still you know had male anatomy <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't asking for a urinal to be put in there but yeah. hey right right um yeah but yeah there's a big thing going on like are we just like in in the process of this kind of like the a, other thing a about this is when is this Leah Thomas going to graduate college? I feel like, I mean, isn't it just four years? I feel like the story's been hanging around for like nine. Eventually, college swimming is over. Like this has got to be over, right? Well, you know point? what? She shouldn't finish college. She should go and transfer to the cheer junior college and just join cheerleading and do that for where another seven yeah, years. On, yeah, they seem to be there forever too. Yeah, she's yeah. a good athlete, and maybe that'll be fun. Well, yeah. I mean, look. They got to figure something out. I'm glad I'm not athletic. Um, okay, did you? Speaking of more school stuff, did you hear about the principal and the gym teacher who were fired after taking videos of themselves having sex in the school bathroom? I heard about it. Yeah, yeah. So during, I don't know if it was during school hours or if they were just like meet me at three thirty in the bathroom, mm-hmm. but they would have sex and then the guy's wife would film it. Oh, so this is yes. How many loofers did they have on their car? <laughs> oh, oh, really? God, yeah. everyone's out there having a good time, huh? I mean, they, some of these, and you, and then it reminded me of the famous story yes. of the of the cop in Mississippi, and it was Tennessee. Yeah, and there were so many intricate stories to this. This is the female cop who was really screwing everybody, and everybody. I read it, and I like literally had to do like a. You know how yeah. when, when you ever see like a movie about a detective trying to figure out a crime? Yeah. That's what this was like. Those, yeah. yeah, where you literally yeah. had yeah. like, so her last name was like Megan or something. So she was giving oral to this guy, Lewis Powell, who- Is this the police officer? Yes. Okay. Who, I mean, there's just so- Oh, you really do have it all figured out like a crime scene. But it's been a while since I read, read it. She tried to break up, but first- And she's married, right? And the, and the husband decided- She was married. She tried to break up with this person that she was doing oral to. And he got so depressed that he got drunk and he got in a car crash. Then she started having sex with this guy. Wait, is this all on video? Weren't they videoing this too? Is this a video? I don't know. if that, Would it be the office of cam? The body cam? I don't know. I don't know. Then she was having sex with this guy, Larry. And then she was having a threesome. And these are all cops? All cops. The same. All cops. Then she was doing a threesome with this guy, Patrick. And... And he wanted her to make out with his wife, but the wife wasn't really sure. Then it was like, then she wanted her husband, Jed Hall, to to join in a foursome. That would have been a swinging thing. So she would have been having sex with this guy, Patrick, and his wife, and Jed. But her husband, Hall, wasn't that into it. And then, um, so they're trying to have a foursome. And then there was some fetish stuff. And then she would just do blowjobs like at a, at a jacuzzi party just to be like friendly. Like you're oh, passing nice. out apps. She's yeah. passing out BJs. <laughs> but in the end, even though her husband, who goes by the last name of Hall, did not want to have the foursome, he yeah. was fine with watching her get together with the, the husband and the wife. Um, and he's sticking by her since okay. she got fired. Wow. As shallow as this may seem, every time I read any type of sw- like story like this, if the players in the story are not attractive, I'm out immediately. And the moment I looked at this 
police officer, and I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying not my type, so I was not interested in the story right away. I think she's a very interesting type. Yeah. Because she's not traditionally hot. Okay. But she has a cute face. I could see it, yeah. But it's like a little geeky of a face. Yeah, a little geeky face. It's a geeky. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I feel... There's something so interesting about a geeky girl. Okay. That super super horny yeah. slut. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's I like mean, a hidden like whoa. Mm-hmm. Remember you find right. like like I remember that finding yeah. out that some geek was a huge slut in college and I was like yeah. oh, really? It was the plot of every, every movie in 1988. You know, Rachel Evan Wood would take off her glass and be like what? <laughs> well, one of those actresses. Um. Yeah. Rachel Lee Cook. That was her name. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think sometimes a little of a geeky girl that might not have been that popular, that is how she does get popular. Right. I and believe that's And she is it. liked, and it's something that she's good at. Yeah. And she learned it like you would learn baking a pie. Mm-hmm. Sure. Some people have the best pies in town, and some people give the best BKs. Right, right. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is once again an interesting <laughs> thing to me. I, I, I was shocked that this became such a big story because it was all over the place. It's just... It's people fucking at work. Like, I, I feel like that's an age... Like, that happens everywhere. No, but it, it, this one, too, happened, like, in cop cars and at the station. I know. So that's what makes it bad, just like the school. I understand why it's all bad. Okay. But I also I also understand that it happens, and it's just like... Right, it happens at Good Morning America. Everywhere. It happens at yeah. the police station, and it happens at the schools. Yes. What I, do you want, the fact, people? Exactly. The fact that everyone's so shocked that people fuck at work is beyond me. And then don't complain that nobody wants to work anymore. Yeah. Make it... <laughs> yeah, let them... <laughs> Make it more fuckable, <laughs> and people will come work at your place. Yeah, yeah. you can't. You can't. You don't screw want to raise anyone. a minimum wage. You offer them a blowjob. Yeah. I'll take a blowjob once a week instead <laughs> of another fifty cents. Right. You know what? You can't screw mm-hmm. when you're at home doing Zoom. Exactly. So and here's the problem. They'd rather stay at home and screw their one partner or nobody yeah. on Zoom if you're going to make them commute. Right. 
then yeah, gotta give them something in the end. The kids have found a new way to get wasted. Oh, finally! But it's like a healthier, more alternative what to what it? we would do. Of course, Jägermeister and yeah. Everclean, Everclear, Everclear. Uh, no, that was uh, like a vodka crack. What was it anyway? This is called a Borg. It's a water jug, and it's with what? What is it? It's a a water jug. They get blackout drunk using a oh. gallon size jug, filling it with half water and vodka, then adding a flavor and some electrolytes to help them with hangovers. And professionals think it's actually better because there's less risk of someone drink being tampered because they have their own jug. So they bring their own jug with their cap. You know how everybody has a big water bottle? They just do that, but with alcohol and they keep their own thing contained. It's a mixed drink. It's also good for COVID. Yeah, okay. You're not sharing a punch bowl. Milk jug. But yeah, but that's how they're getting wasted. Oh, blackout rage gallon. Sounds great. Anyway, gross. Um, (laughs) Did you hear what the the best seat in a plane is so that you to could live. survive pl- no. a plane yeah. crash? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but I would imagine it's probably the worst seat comfort-wise, right? It's a middle seat. Yeah. I think I'd rather die. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It, and honestly, does anyone ever survive? Like, it's so rare that people survive a plane crash. That I guess there's been a like, couple. There is no, very rarely. Anytime you hear about a plane crash, like, and everyone's dead. Yeah, there's been somewhere there's like that awesome, that crazy turbulence. Yeah. Which is really, and not to be a dork, but it really is why you should keep your seatbelt on the whole time. Yeah. Because they, they can't give you the warning. I know. And you see people just flying up and hitting their head, and that's how you're going to really get hurt. You won't die, yeah. but you'll be really hurt that way. Yeah. So, I think they're just trying to sell the middle seat, <laughs> you know, because nobody wants the middle seat. It is, I had, I mean, sometimes you get these guys who are just gigantic, and it's got to be so uncomfortable. We always, if we don't do first class, which is most times we don't, Peter will order the two. He gets aisle and I get window. Yeah. Hoping that no one gets that middle seat. Right. But when someone comes by and they, like, see that we know each other, they're like, oh, do you want to? And we're both like, no. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, right. I would rather, like, breathe the air of a stranger right. and be not in the middle. Yeah. Because yeah. I like the window because I like to be, like, tucked away. And then Peter, of course, you know, in case there's an emergency, he's got a let's roll. You know, yeah. like he's got to be on the outside. <laughs> sure, sure. I understand. I um, I can't do window anymore. I used to love a window. Now I feel I get a, a Claustrophobic? Cla- yeah, it just happened recently. Like you know I'm what? Getting... I think it could be happening to me, too. Yeah. I, and then I, I saw another comedian. I'm not enjoying Chardonnay as much, either. What's happening? Oh, no. They're really? Yeah. Oh, this could be... Yeah, what I know. Going, it, I am got, I going to transition? I, <laughs> you could be swimming soon. Uh, I got I got really freaked out one day on a plane. I was like, I got to get out of here. Like, I was really freaking out. Like, I never had anything like that, panic attack or anything. But then I heard Nate Bregazzi, comedian, yeah. talking about it in one of his specials, and he was saying that all of a sudden it just happened to him. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's one of the things just all of a Happens with age. With age, maybe, many. yeah. Well, I so mean, now honestly- it's probably better to be on the outside because also as you age, you probably should get up like every 90 minutes. Yeah. And just walk around a walk little, around. just go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know? I agree. All right. Cheesecake Factory. Who doesn't love it? Well, this girl said she was at a Cheesecake Factory and had got a mac and cheese ball, mm-hmm. like a crust. Sounds fucking delicious. Yeah. In it was an entire 
rolled up glove. Rubber like glove. A, like a cooking glove. Yeah. Like a plastic cooking glove. I Not mean, like a dishwashing glove. Yeah. Like a th- in That's it. disgusting, but... I mean, you can see how these things happen. You I know, know you I mean, can I guess see they just, how they just make I mean, like mass. What do you mass... expect? It's just people working yeah. there. Like they like mass produce the stuff, and it falls in. Like they can't stop the whole production. Well, no, I don't think it's like mass produced. I mean, it's in a kitchen at the place. Yeah, but they're frozen. They've come from another place. I don't think they're making the macaroni and cheese balls in the back. You don't? No, I think it's, I think it's a froze. Yeah, thank you, Andy. Definitely, one hundred percent not. Oh yeah. my God! I just—it's like finding out yeah. Santa Claus is yeah. not real. Yeah. What? I think it's a frozen macaroni and cheese ball that's made at a factory somewhere, mass produced, <laughs> and they drop it in hot oil at the. You think they're actually making the macaroni and cheese ball back at the kitchen at Cheesecake Factory? Well, yeah, because I think they do the avocado rolls like that. You can't have an old avocado hanging out. Yes, you can. Yeah, you fr- frozen avocado. I need to hear from someone who has worked at Cheesecake Factory that is going to let me know. Well, what I, is the as truth. a person who's worked at many restaurants, and usually not chain restaurants like this, but I'm going to, I'm safe to say. What the hell? Yes. I'm, I'm going to venture to guess, and uh, nothing against Cheesecake Factory. I love it. I'm a fan. Me too. But I'm going to, I'm going to say 90% of that stuff is frozen. Well, I like I love the skinny menu, and I get yeah. the grilled chicken, Asian grilled chicken in a butter lettuce taco. Three of oh. them. Oh, totally good. Low. I mean, once they put the calories, I couldn't order the avocado. Uh, killed it. Killed it for me. Yeah, sitting at a cheesecake factory bar, and you know, sometimes you have to do it in every city you go to to perform. Sometimes it's the comfort. only show. And the comfort. greatest. The they bring that bread, that brown oatmeal oh. coated bread. Yeah. Listen, Cheesecake Factory, I'm not going to tell you how to do your business, but your butter, sometimes a little too hard. Where are you freezing that? The North Pole? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, so frozen hard. solid. I know. You can't even get in it. And, and Could so you just, leave it out before? Yeah, put it in a microwave Anyway, something. they didn't even get a refund. They didn't even take it off according really? to this girl i can't believe that well they i don't see you, i need to see a picture of the glove you know yeah i don't even know if there's a picture i think the, the yeah. new york post might have been desperate for some stuff but i love a good cheesecake factory story I and really I, do. yeah i want to say that i'm a fan so i don't want this to to reflect poorly on my love of the cheesecake factory now you've always talked about the cheesecake factory being very similar to the inside of britney spears house yes yes very it's, it, it's a very interesting um architecture in the cheesecake factory i don't really understand yeah, I, I'm always the, the architecture makes no sense to me of a cheesecake factory. It's got a very weird, like Temple of Doom yes. of theme going on. And just I just wonder when will will they ever redo it? I don't think. I think that yeah. I don't think they should. No, it's their. Why look. not? Why? You Why? know it when it's you packed. walk in it. It's not like people aren't going to cheesecake factory because yeah. there's a, a rubber glove. No. Like anyone that had they're always to, packed. Like somebody who had planned to go to cheesecake factory tonight. Yeah. It's. Us talking about this is not going to change their plan. Right, yeah. So why would you spend, you know, millions of dollars redoing it? If you're going to change something, change the way to let me alert me that my table is ready. Yes. Uh, then with that buzzer that scares the shit out of me every time it goes off. <laughs> it's been going on for 20 years now, and every time it buzzes, I still freak out. So yeah. That, yeah. That... <laughs> Amazing. Um, this was another weird thing that seems so strange. This girl said that 
she ran. Okay, she goes a big f you to the people who walked out. Three hundred dollars worth of food and alcohol, and the the card declined. And I had to pay part of the bill since I was your server. Not only did I lose out on a fifty five dollar tip, I lost seventy of my own money because of y'all. Treat your servers better and don't order shit you can't afford. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that as a server? I have. This oh, is, really? Yeah. Well, yes. It, it, I'm, I would imagine this is probably a uh, family run restaurant where you know I'm going to assume it's a, like a Greek run restaurant. Greeks are bigger in the restaurant business. I worked for a Greek for many years in a restaurant, and okay. anytime anything went down, like they got to get their money, and they don't care about the waitress. So she can quit and forget, you're, I don't, we'll fire somebody tomorrow. But if your credit cards decline. I so it must have been declined. You gotta give me something, baby. Give me. Yeah. So she was waiting on them. The card was declined, and then they just got up and left while the card was being right. processed. And by yeah. the time she came back, they were gone, yeah. and it didn't go through. Right. So oh, I would imagine, okay. like, if it's a chain restaurant, like a cheesecake factory. But how are you supposed to keep them in there? You're not. But they. But that you're right. You're that's the three, attitude. They're still out three hundred bucks. To, Family-owned restaurant. Somebody's gonna have well, to pay. That for it. really sucks. It does suck. She should have. Right. I don't know if she should have. She should expose the place. Yeah. Now this this couple they went to Starbucks, and you know for a long time when you go to Starbucks and you pay with a card, there wasn't an option to tip. Yeah. So you just say like okay. Right. Now, so in the last six months, they now have the thing where they turn it around and they go. They, it just has to ask you a question. Yeah. And now they have the one, two, three, four tip and maybe. And you have to, right? I mean, otherwise they. Always. I'm happy to. A dollar, whatever. Me too. But I guess this guy didn't know, but I guess he maybe, they don't know if the guy at Starbucks did it or him, but he must have pressed like four, 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 four thousand dollars tip. Yeah. And his card automatically got charged. And then they were about to go go somewhere and their card was declined. And um, and they couldn't straighten it out in time with a credit card company, so they had to cancel a trip. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh no. But um, it this is you know this is what happens with uh, th- these things. Yeah. With the turning around, so I asked Annie. She used to work at a coffee shop. Okay. And she always felt weird turning it around and being like, they, uh, people, "Yeah, it is a weird." Thing. But I go, "But yeah, but you you made a lot more money having it that than had they not." Yeah. There's no way, like. You know, um, because you just feel it less when it's on a card. Because uh-huh. now you've paid $10 for your thing, and then you're like, oh, two more? Like, yeah. I don't know. You just feel it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a genius thing. Right. Um, but I think we've talked about this before. But some of the places, it starts with, you know, like 10, 15, 20, 25. Okay. Some of them have literally started with 22, mm-hmm. I've seen it. 25, yeah. 30, and 33%. Mm-hmm. Because they, I think they think automatically you'll just go to the first one. Well, the first one is 22%. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, um, all right. Now this like right. $4 thing is literally $6. Like, uh, what? I, um, but, I mean, I think the hope is. Yeah. And I'm going to defend tipped employees. Definitely. Uh, that it all comes back. It's a wheels of commerce. Like yes. that per now that tipped employee makes more money. They spend more money on your product. Right. And everybody's doing I, better. I, but that, I don't I, know if that's necessarily the case, but that's the I hope. love it too for that exact reason. Yeah. And you know, again, it's it doesn't affect the store owner. Right. Like it doesn't cost them anything. Yeah. And I like that you're dealing with people because there's so many places now that it's just you go to the restaurant at the airport, it's an iPad. Yeah. And I'm like, we gotta, I still wanna see like a face and I still yeah. wanna like talk to, and there, 
So I, I don't want to get rid of humans completely. No, I know. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like the uh, ring your ring up your own thing at the grocery store. I don't like it. I, like I to never go to do a person. it. Yeah, I never. It's too much. I let the I let kids like to do it, so I let them yeah. do it, but I don't like to do it. Um, Lady Gaga's dad said that this that that New York smells like weed everywhere. Have you found that since you've been in New York? I just uh, see it. I just smell it everywhere I go. Yeah. Weed, actually kind of a nice scent. I don't mind the scent of weed. New York City has smelled like far worse than weed. <laughs> if you've been, you know, you everyone knows. It's pee-pee, a lot of pee-pee in New York. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think that's too bad at all. Good, fine. Um, okay, a little follow-up on the horrible Idaho murders. Now the roommate who said that she had eye contact or thought she had yeah. eye contact, I don't think he saw her. She actually thought, and this is what I initially always thought, that it was partying. Yeah, partying. And yeah. at one point she even yelled out and was like, keep it down. Yeah. Unbeknownst to her, they're getting killed. And so then, and she's wasted. Yeah. She's like, keep it down. And then she come, And then she sees this person leaving in a mask. And, and she thought he was just party. part of the partying. Right. And yeah, then why when, wouldn't she think And that? then she, now she has said, which is what I always said. Yeah. She passed out. Oh, really? And then woke up at like 11. Yeah. Went back to bed, woke up at like 11. Wow. She definitely did not think that what she saw was someone who murdered her friends. Yeah. According to this latest thing. The whole thing is just, that's a crazy story. It really is. Um, I, this is just a picture of Madonna. And I want to just say one thing about Madonna's look. Right. Because very effective. You can't say anything. She's very angry. She uh, says your age. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm okay. not. I'm, All right. Hey, I'm get just... rid of the red hair. Okay. Get rid of the red hair. Go back to blonde, whether it's your own hair or wigs. Yeah. Get some bangs. Oh, all right. It's very, it's very it. Rocky Dennis. It's very Rocky Dennis. Yeah. It's very it with yeah. the red hair, with mm -hmm. the huge forehead. Yeah. And like, I mean, this is blurred, but just like, look at that. And then the no eyebrows, then having no eyebrows also makes your, your forehead look bigger. Uh, yeah. And it's so pulled back and it's so shiny. Right. So... I just think we can fix this problem with just blonde hair and bangs. Okay. I'm here to help. Yeah. I'm not here to shame. I'm I feel just... like as I get older, my eyebrows are going away. They, I used to have a nice eyebrow. Now it's kind of almost gone. I hear that happens with age, but uh, there's really no way to get it back once um, it's gone. I, I mean, I had light eyebrows to begin with, but now they're, they're, they're disappearing, and it's a sad situation. Chris, I'm so glad I don't have my makeup back here because oh. I would draw. Oh, I would love it. The best eyebrows. That would look so amazing if I had yeah. an eyebrow pencil here. Yeah. We are doing that next time you're Please. here. Please. I would like it because, and then I also feel like I see guys who get there, you know, they must have go through the same thing I'm going through and they do it. And then it looks too much. I need a middle ground. I, I need, mean, honestly, I can't have zero, but honestly, I got to have something. If we went to a hairdresser. Uh huh somebody i think if you did a little bit of brown hair dye on your brows i don't right. think you need to do what people are doing when they tattoo more brows or anything yeah but if you just darken them a little but i don't i see them i don't okay, see good. any difference i don't think you're looking yeah. like madonna i don't like don't think no well i'll say this my wife got me something she she gave some sort of brow thing Se oh serum to make it grow no it's just oh. like a little makeup oh. that i will <laughs> that i will apply like before shows, like not on a regular Tuesday when I'm walking around Home Depot. You know, I don't want to look like I don't want to look like somebody like I just came from a drag brunch. 
and it's my day off, you know. Oh, can I get? <laughs> oh, but anyway, uh, so now, but I do it like before shows a little bit. Along with your self tanner. Oh, the self tanner. It's a whole routine. <laughs> I love it. For those construction workers, yeah, they didn't yeah, even appreciate exactly. it. Stolen Youth on Hulu. Okay. This was the story. I talked a lot about it on the show about this girl had a bunch of friends and they lived at Sarah Lawrence College, which is like some ridiculous $85,000 a year. It used to be all girls. They let guys in. Yeah. Their theme is you're different. Well, we're different too. So it's like, honestly, the not what I would want. The complete opposite of what I experienced a at a Pac-10 experience. school yeah. with sororities and fraternities in Southern California. Right. Like this would be my worst experience. Just like these... Anyway, so they, they're there, and this one girl is like, oh, my dad's going to come visit. The dad starts, like, living there, living in the, the sophomore year housing, but the school owns it. That's the only thing that makes that kind of important to the story Okay, is that the college then was, I think, held responsible when the parents eventually sued the college. Oh, okay. Because it was on housing that they owned, but nobody checked. And there was people writing letters like her, their friends were like, I think there's something weird going on. Then he takes them to this other apartment in New York and he really mind screws them as a cult. He starts sleeping with one girl. The father. The father. And these also these guys, which are all interviewed in this, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah. If you followed the story, you know, there was one awful part of the story that I don't think they cover where they made one boy who thought – they're not boys. They're like, you know, in their 20s. But he said, I don't know if I'm like gay or not. And the guy's like, I don't think you're gay. But if you think you're gay and made him like wear a dress and like penetrate himself while the group watched. What? Yeah. They don't feature that part in the Hulu doc. Oh, unfortunately. And I don't think the and I'm like. I, I I was going in and out of consciousness, and and then I had horrible college dreams as I watched it because I was like falling asleep. But it's three parts, and it's just insane. Yeah. And then he would like he just completely mind screwed him, and he would be like, you know, you scratched this pan of mine. And then he would just berate them. Why did you do it? Why did you do it? And they're like, I don't know. I'm a bad person and all this stuff. And then he'd be like, well, now you owe me this much money. How are you going to it? pay him off then he takes them to this property and makes them like dig holes and lay down pipes when these kids are like from these super liberal rich yeah. white families they've never worked in any kind of construction and then he'd be like you did it wrong now you owe me all this money because you damaged my property and the only way that you can pay it off is to be a prostitute yes and so then this girl ended up being completely sex trafficked from him. Right. And then she was like recruiting. It's a bit, it's long and I haven't watched the whole thing. And and writing it out to to the point where she made him like a million dollars. Really? She just was, had to be at a hotel. Yeah. Right. What about so I'm a... just thinking back to the parents. Wow, that's crazy. That have a smart kid. Yeah. That get into school. I know. And possibly pay the $80,000. Like one girl I think had a scholarship. And then he would call them and he'd say, he'd call the parents and he'd be like, Hey, um, I'm just going to use your name. Annie is not coming home for a break because okay. she hates you. She hates you. You were a really bad mom. You were a neglectful mom. And if she comes home, she's going to probably kill herself. 
So I've been talking to her every night, convincing her not to kill herself and to not hate you. And then he would manipulate the poor parent so much that they'd be like, well, my God, thank you. Thank you for saving my daughter. Meanwhile, he's mind-screwing them, making them work. Like, yeah. And But there were all these friends and stuff that tried to tell the school, tried to tell other people, like, this isn't good. Eventually, every there were three boys. Each boy one day just, like, got up and left. So the boys yeah. actually got away. Right. And they were not being sex trafficked. The girls then lasted anyway he got 60 years thank god the guy the guy oh wow but it's such an intricate insane story and they have tapings of him i believe it's the actual audio of him just berating them for hours like how the mind control works yeah and and the fact that now which i always think is so interesting is when someone leaves the cult and then it's like yeah, this is what I thought. Because you always are like, when you hear about it, you're like, how did someone I believe this? I always think this? about that. Like, how did someone Even believe- the parents, like when you were saying the parents. Yeah. I'm like, how did, like if I was a parent, if anyone called me, I'm like, oh, fuck off. And I would go, you know. I honestly think that- To the college and get my daughter. I think the biggest threat right now that parents face is, will my child kill themselves? Yeah. And they use it for everything. Right, right. Yeah. If you don't go along with what your child wants, right? If you, if your child isn't happy, if your child, and you know, then what will you do with yourself? Like, yeah. So, yeah, he played on the biggest fear that a parent has. Yeah. And it happens. And so many kids in college like have mental illness and are unhappy yeah. and lonely. And you're like, oh my god, you know, it's just, it's like, it's insane. The do story. you think you could be? Um, manipulated into a cult of any kind do i like do you think you're too strong-willed your mind is too or do you think there's a way they could get you into a cult i Uh, every time i watch these cult documentaries i'm like i see where i would be out you know i'm like nah that's where i'd be out i did go to a mary Kay brunch once Kind of like the same thing, and right? I know, so I actually don't think I could get sucked in. Because what, yeah. It's always, I I'm, I would get approached because I always want to be that person that was like open-minded. And I also would always, I would be approached by a lot of Christians. Yeah. Because I do, I did like like Jesus talk. Okay? There was a lot of Jesus commercials during the Super Bowl. There yeah. were two Jesus commercials during the Super Bowl. Yeah. And one Scientology, so... You pick your, your your choice. Speaking of Jesus, I wanted to show you this one thing. Um, where is that? Okay. Um, I guess it was lightning that hit the big Jesus in Brazil. I've been there. And so a lot of people were posting like, you know, the end is near. Jesus yeah. isn't screwing around. Like he's trying to tell us something. I guess other people wrote like this has happened a lot. Right. In this, this is the first yeah. time this happened with the Jesus. But I, I wanted to write like, this is me performing stand-up at the Tempe Improv. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Jesus just made a, yeah, a joke No, about- but I, I, I did post something after a couple glasses of wine and then I removed it um, where I highlighted a comment of someone being like, this chick doesn't believe in Jesus. And it just made me so mad because as someone that's like honestly believed in Jesus my whole life and given a lot of money to my church, yeah. supported Catholics and Christians – the whole thing of me fainting and people thinking that somehow like Jesus was mad at me and I did that and I was like anti, I can't believe it bothers me so it just does because it's like, don't yeah. say I'm not a fan of Jesus. Like, right. I mean, like, it's like 
But anyway, speaking of the cult thing, so yeah, going how... back to that. So let me tell you about my Mary Kay brunch. And I yes. mean, no offense to anyone that Please. works Mary Kay, and I'm sure it's very different today. But I we had, had this... we had one woman in our neighborhood who got the pink car. Like, you, I, isn't that Mary Kay? We had yeah. to sell so much that you got the pink car. I don't and really... she was the envy of the neighborhood. People I don't like, know how they do well. it anymore because I'm assuming you could just go online and order whatever you want. Like right. White. Back then, the the people would have like an extra bedroom that was like a store. Yeah. And they would be like, I'll get you this and this and this and this. And then, you know, convince other people to sell it and also but also sell the stuff. Right? right. Now I think we have a good knowledge about multi-level marketing. So hopefully if you're thinking about getting into something, you really can. I don't want to like piss on all of it. But just like you can end up spending a lot of money and right. never selling any of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but Mary Kay seemed to have been around and the products were okay. So I had this girl that worked at Robinson's Bay with me in the corporate and mm -hmm. her mom was a big Mary Kay person and she was gorgeous girl she's anyway so she was like um you know I I'm gonna just start selling Mary Kay I'm like and so she's like Heather I really want you to come to this brunch with us you know and I'm hating my job I don't know if I've been fired yet yeah but you know I like makeup so I <laughs> <laughs> she invites me to this brunch. Okay. And the woman does a speech, you know, and the whole their whole thing, God first, family second, career third. Mary Kay? That's the Mary Kay motto. Oh, I didn't know it was a God Back thing. Back in nineteen ninety two. I didn't know that. It's a, so it's well, a religious you know, thing? And a lot of Mormons get into multi level marketing because it's a it's a big push to say you can do it from home. You yeah. don't have to leave your kids ten hours a day and you can have your own business. And also, you have an immediate network if you're a mom, and especially if you're at a church. Right. Okay. You're always meeting people. You're always kids' new classroom every year of like potential people yeah. that you can get under you. So they go through the whole thing, and the girl comes over, and she is just beautiful and so sweet. The head lady that gave you the speech. Yeah. And she's like, So what do you think? You know, what do you think? And I'm like, Oh, I don't know, you know, because the initial to join is, you know, whatever, a thousand dollars or something. And you yeah. get all the stuff. And my friend was really organized and she had like a room of all the stuff. And I'm like, I share a room with another girl. Like, I don't know where I could keep all this Mary Kay stuff. <laughs> like, I'm like, keep Yeah. And shit. I'm kind of like, and yeah. also I'm like, my friends are like, we go to the mall and we buy Mac. Like, I don't yeah. know whether we're going to be into like Mary Kay. And, um, but the thing is, I had been, I had been exposed to Mary Kay since I was nine. Yeah. Because I, my sister and I went to some place, and they said, "Get a free facial," and we were like, "Want to get a new facial?" We put our name in, and the girl called my sister. You know, we had our own line since we were like eight. Phone line. Phone line. Yeah. Because yeah, my parents used their line for yeah, real yeah. estate. So my sister's like, "Yes, we'd like a free facial." So the, here comes this girl, this woman, like a full grown woman, comes to our house. Oh my God. I don't think she knew we were little girls. Yeah. So we're like nine and 11. She sets up the whole thing to do like the facial and all this. Yeah. And, you know, so she explains the story. She does the whole presentation. Yeah. The way Mary Kay came up with this is that there was a cow on her property and accidentally something fell on the cow's skin and she noticed that it got all like soft. And from that, she created this line that uh -huh. like, you know, made sure. your skin beautiful. Cindy Crawford had a thing with a with a melon. Oh, not Cindy a cow. Crawford, no, Cindy Crawford and her skincare line that was all on like infomercials. It was with the a French looked... guy and he said, 
there was this French, there was this melon that yeah. would would go rotten, and then we put something in it, and it, it lasted so much longer. And uh-huh. That's what we're gonna put in your skin. Oh, okay. okay. So, <laughs> and you could look like Cindy Crawford. So, anyway, I like I knew, so I'm like, okay. And so, the, and the girl selling it didn't have great skin. Yeah, that's. And she had like glasses, and she was just like trying, like, like an old melon, like a mom <laughs> just trying, to, like a young mom just trying to like drove all our way to our house, hoping to make a sale or recruit us as salespeople. Yeah, but we're nine and eleven. <laughs> did you get the facial? Oh yeah, we did a facial. <laughs> oh and, my god! They'd bring out these plastic pink things with like all the different makeup. And, yeah, and then they would test like, ooh, and they did this whole thing back in that day. Are you an autumn? Are you a fall? Are you a warm? But the woman like, was in your home. That are good. She's in her home. But weren't your parents like, why is there an adult so woman my in par- your house? <laughs> this is the best. My parents were complete latchkey kids. Yeah. Gen X kids are complete latchkey kids, and we were completely latchkey kids. My parents were doing so much real estate. They were gone all the time. Yeah. There was no fax machine, no computer. Everything had to be done in person, every showing, sure. every presentation. So we're home, you know? Yeah. My mom rolls up at like eight at night. The girl's been there since five. And she's like, what is going on? And then the ladies, and, and, and we're like, don't worry, mom. It was free. We're not buying anything from this woman. And my mom is like, absolutely not. Like, oh we are God. buying a shit ton. This woman just wasted three hours yeah. of her life. So she's, and then she's like, okay, so my daughter says, she's like, and you know, would anybody, this is what you can do if you want to sell it. And my mom's like, look, I'm a realtor. I'm not going to sell it. I don't think, I don't think I want my daughters who are not at 11. Yeah. <laughs> we also don't have an extra room for all the products. Yeah, yeah. But we will buy all their cleansers, all their moisturizers, and like some lip glosses. Because I mean, okay. we look like like Drew Barrymore and Pretty Baby. <laughs> yeah. Not Drew Barrymore, uh, Brooke Shields. Yeah. Like we have full, like she walks in, we have full face. Right. Like Jean Benet, right? Like red lipstick. <laughs> like, mom, we just, don't be mad. We just, yeah. she, like, I didn't understand, we didn't understand that we were wasting this poor girl's time. Sure. And that the whole reason she's giving us a free, free facial is to like, Make yeah. a sale. So that's. Wow. So would I be. So you're the, saying. You, it doesn't no, sound like in it. In the end. In the end. No. I don't think I'd write the check. Yeah. And I think I might hear your speech. I might go to like. One, one event. Brunch. But I'm not going to. So what the Mary Kay lady said. Back when I was 23. Is she goes. If you wake up the next morning. And you're still thinking about it. Mm-hmm. That's when you know you should do it. So I woke up the next morning. And I was still thinking about it. Oh. But I was like, no. What yeah. the fuck am I thinking? No, I'm right. just thinking about it because I'm thinking I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know? Um, so my my answer is no, I don't think okay, I do. Good. I think having like – I also think – I don't know. I don't know who gets susceptible. I think part of it was that they were a group, these kids – yeah. And Sarah Lawrence, they were all in it together. He kind of captured them all at the same time. Right. And they're all misfits and they didn't really have friends. And they really didn't have friends growing up in high school. They were all like, and they kind of found each other. And so, but eventually, you know, they some of them did like wake up and yeah. just go after that last lashing or beating or verbal abuse of all night. Then yeah. I had well, to leave. Good. But yeah. That's so, shocking. I got to watch this now. I would be interested in that. Now I think that I gave you the thing. Yeah. Um, see Chrissy Poo, tell them where they can find you. Uh, Frangiola.fun has all my dates. So many dates coming up. Frangiola.fun, coming to every city in America in 2023. So just get on it. Put it yeah. on your calendar. Buy yeah. a ticket. Make a plan. Come out. Thank you. Thank you. 
Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I have returning guest, everyone's favorite captain, Captain Sandy. Welcome back to Juicy Scoop. Thank you for having me. So I was watching the show last night. Um, so you, you, you're below deck bed and you guys have done seven seasons, right? You're starting your eighth. But you had to come in because Captain Lee had an issue with his leg. So then you took over this one, which is which is great. I thought that was obviously a perfect situation. Yeah. Um, but were you like home? Yes, I was home. Life, and then they were like, hey, so you got a call? And how did that happen? So I had the call. It was February 13th. I had plans with Leah on February 14th. Who, who is your partner? That's right. You guys are not married. No. And she's a singer, right? Yeah. She's an awesome singer. But she she was did she do gospel singing yes. first? Yeah, so she yes. was um like the I guess they call him worship the yeah. worship at Saddleback. And then when she started seeing Oh, me, in Orange County. Yeah. Oh, okay. So with Rick Warren. And so okay. when she started seeing me, no more welcome on the stage. Welcome to the church, but you can't sing anymore. Oh, really? Isn't that crazy? Kind Her, of, especially it's sad. Love is love. Yeah, and well, especially kind of now I would even and being that it but I guess, but I would think, I don't know. I wonder if it would, if it happened today, maybe it would even be different. Just four than it years was. ago. Oh, it was just three years ago. Four. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. you know, um, no, because I was watching a video of her singing, and so you guys, um, you guys have a podcast. Yes. Yeah, so, so let's talk about that a minute. All right. Just started it, and uh -huh. um, a lot of people were asking for it, and also I want to give Leah. Her, you know, a platform because right. she lost it because of me. And the reality is, is she has a story to tell. She left a man. She stayed in a marriage for money. Right. She, that security of money. Um, it's kind of great that she's just going to admit that. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, women do that. So many people don't. I'm always like, just say it. Like, I always say, like, listen, there's a lot of women that slept with someone gross to get the part. Yeah. Not well, everybody. She actually was in love not, with them. Not that. But I'm saying, yeah. like. Even to just admit that, like, I'm no longer in love, but the idea of of really living my truth, but then I wouldn't even know where to begin to leave. You know what? That's what I'm talking about more. Like, I'm just saying the honesty of women. Like, I wish women would be more honest about. So she was with this guy. And yeah, then, very young age, like mm -hmm. 24. And uh -huh. then they, she was in love in the beginning. And then that changed. She had to end her career you know she was singing she had her own tv show on tbn and you know she had a life and oh, so she was she was part offered... of like the tv christian <clears throat> yes network yes oh okay and she was offered uh to sing with celine as in vegas and wow. to relocate and he said no he wouldn't relocate and i where think were they that living? was the moment where she goes orange county colorado i don't know but it was like he wouldn't relocate. So she then adopted a baby, um, and then she became a full-time mom. And and now, she re when she met me— But so she left him after that, then adopted the baby She tried to divorce him like three times. and he. But did they adopt the child together? Or like, yes. Oh, so that, then she was like, I'll fulfill my—I'm just going to focus well, on motherhood. Came, well, it came yeah. to her. She never wanted to have a baby, and then oh. they said, we found a child for you. She's oh. like, I really wasn't looking, but okay. And then— um, biracial and uh -huh. so she took her on it's her love of her life and she's been a great mom her daughter's 16 now but what I love about Leah and when we met I'm like you need to leave like not because of me 
Because then she said, you said that so selflessly. You have to fulfill your heart and don't stay because it's financially secure. And she broke out of that mold, left this massive house. And I'll never forget pulling up to this apartment. Like, you know, you move in after college. Yeah. And she broke down and I go, it's temporary. She left the big house and rented an apartment, got a job, you know, started a business and started working. And how long ago was that? Four years ago. Oh, that was so recent. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, you're, you need a platform. Let's do this. You can help so many women who are stuck. She even wrote a song called Stuck. When you're trying to move and your feet won't do what you want them to do, stuck and just like that, you, know, you can't go forward and you can't go the back. The story of him not letting her sing with Celine, okay? So when I was a, a little girl, I'm the youngest of five, and I could watch as much TV as I wanted because that's what happens when you have five kids. You're not really, like, watching the fifth. And I was watching, and I'd watch, like, these made-for-TV movies. And, like, I was, like, eight. And there was this one with um, Priscilla Presley. Not Priscilla Presley. Priscilla... I, I, anyway, she was like on Dallas. I just remember she's this beautiful girl. And she was with this rich guy. And every day she was like in this condo and he'd come to visit her, or whatever. And I think she was a mistress. But, and I'm watching this as a little girl and I'm like, I think I'd like to be this mistress lady. Like, who cares? This is so great. And she comes running in to see him one time and she goes, you know, like earlier, she's like, I have an audition for a soap opera. And he's like, hope you get it, honey. He's all nice. I'm showering with her with gifts. And then she, the next day she comes and she goes, I got the part, you know, and, and I start filming next week. And he goes, next week, we're going to New York. That's my only time with you. You can't do the soap acting. And I remember seeing as a little girl, like, well, then I don't want to be that. Like, I would not, like, I'm like, how can this asshole not let her be on the soap right. opera? Because me, as someone watching this, I'm like, oh, I want to be this L.A. actress, but how great if you could do it and have this guy, like, just let you go shopping and support you. And it's very rare that you can have both. At eight years old, you saw, you had that insight. I saw it. I, I can see her in the red bathing suit telling him that she got the part and me being like, well, I never want to be beholden to some guy that's going to not let me miss out on like a huge because even as like an eight-year-old I like knew because I grew up here how hard it is to like book anything <laughs> and I was like oh my god and then later in the in the story he dies and then she's left with nothing because she was the mistress and so then I was like oh that's another thing like if you're gonna be the mistress you gotta carve out some money for yourself but it's true like that's where she was probably like my god I'm I'm with this person that I'm not I'm thinking what she's thinking. Like, I'm not really, I'm not in it for the love, but at least I get to sing in it. And here comes the opportunity of a lifetime. And it's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. I want her to have this platform. Yeah. Because there's so many women who go, no, they're told no. It's like, but they're, he's not your daddy. You know what I mean? Like, you have a choice. And I love and then that, Leah. if you Leah... miss that opportunity, then, you know, it's like, and you don't get out. What were you going to say? You love that, Leah. What? Like she broke out. Like she yeah. took the risk and she had to go to work. And a lot of people don't know what they're going to do. Like, what are you going to do? It's like, well, you start with a job, right? And it's very scary um, when you've had, a, you know, a marriage of arrangement or privilege or whatever, you know, where you're like, you are capable of, but it's been so many years since you've done something that you're just like, I don't what am I going to do? I don't even know where to begin, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what's really hard. But And when you start, it gets less scary. So right. the first week is 
oh my God, you're almost petrified. Yeah. Then the second week you're scared. Right. Then the third week you're getting a little more comfortable. And but in a month you're like looking back going, man, I should have done this 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Wow, and that's that's the cool thing. So that's why we do the podcast. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so we were going to do this whole like getaway, and um, and then they asked, and they really needed the support uh, because, as you know, when you for the TV show and for the real life, right? You can't just call captains and go take over the boat. It's insurances that are involved, background checks. It's a lot. It's a big deal. And then also the TV aspect. Yeah, that's correct. And the show must go on. Yeah. So Leah looked at me and she's like, "Do it." And I'm yeah. like, okay. And, you know, you want to be there for each other. My parents died. My mom, uh, I was at a Barcelona boat show, and there was a captain that was running a similar boat to me. And I called the insurance company. I had to fly home, and he got approved to move the boat for me. It's a big deal when someone steps in to take over on that aspect, then the personal aspect. And then you want to be there for someone right? and have their back because paying it forward because someone did it for me, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, so it was a, it was a bittersweet. Uh, the cool thing was a boat I never ran before, the biggest boat I ever drove. Uh, I was a little intimidated. It was a thousand, almost a thousand tons. Like that's a big mama, man. That's like big. Yeah. And then I got to do the Caribbean again, which was really cool. And, okay, so I was watching it, and, um, you know, it, obviously what makes it so interesting to watch is that, you know, your approach and everything is so different than the guys, which I've said before, in a much more encouraging way, you know, like the, really encouraging people's not only careers, but like their growth. And I mean, that just comes, it's just interesting to watch, because these were the couple of things I noticed yesterday, was when they were coming back from the beach one of the beach things, you were there to like help with the coolers. Yes. There, I, there is, I have, I personally have never seen with the male captains them doing that. Well, first and foremost, you're putting people out there to, you expect them to do a good job. I have to demonstrate what kind of good job I want them to do. Right. So I'm the model of the good job. If I'm not out there to greet them and help them to carry the coolers off, how will they respect me as a person? You know, they have to respect the position, but I need to earn their respect as a person and having their back. Yeah. I also need to show them this is how we show up for each other. And the other part is I can't sit on my butt and see how hard they're working and do nothing. Like it doesn't live inside me. I grew up in a household of workers. You know what I yeah. mean? Like we had... 42 dogs. My dad was a hunter. We had horses. Like we had to feed the animals every morning. So the work ethic is in me. Yeah. I always thought that besides blowing up the slide, I always thought the worst thing was these beach lunches. Like they're hard. They're so hard. But then, so we went on a boat. My husband became a captain last year. So we wow, have a catamaran awesome. and we went on our, our own catamaran in the BVI's over Christmas with just my husband, myself, and our 20-year-old and 17-year-old son. Um, it wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> because you didn't have a captain. We didn't have a captain. We didn't, have, didn't a have a chef. We didn't <clears throat> the boys, the boys were only taught by him. Like, and so then, you know, and he's like, you know, we had never been there before. So we didn't know it. It was like we, didn't, we had only used the boat in Newport where we had a very easy docking situation and we would go back and forth because we had a similar boat there. So, um, but 
I will say, once you've been on the boat for a while, you do really want to get off. That's right. Even a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I can see why they they ask for it. But originally, I thought they were all assholes forever asking for a beach thing in the beginning of me watching the show. But now I get it. Yeah, it's cool because you, you know, you anchor off a coast you want to see the coast right yeah. so the destination is the vessel i always say that the destination is the boat yeah however just because that's the, the destination doesn't mean you want to see you don't want to see other places so i like it when they want to go ashore it gives the the crew a break on the vessel but when they're doing the beach picnics <laughs> it's now, so hard now granted we're watching it for the show but in when you've done this for other people like okay like if this was just a fancy trip, people still paid the whatever enormous amount of money. Could you ever be like, hey, I know you guys want to go to the beach. What we're thinking of is let's do lunch and then we're going to take you to the beach and we're going to have cocktails and we're going to set up some things, but not to the lunch on the beach. Like, or would you not do that because they paid so much? Would you ever suggest that knowing that they most likely would say yes and you guys would save yourselves a lot of extra headache? To be honest, like we do in the world of yachting, this happens all the time. And it's set up like a five-star restaurant. We don't have the luxury of time to, to do that. So remember, we board the boat. We learn the boat. We take off. We're hoping the stuff's on board they do their best. Yeah. It is expected in yachting and it's a regular occurrence. And like when you, it's like when you go to a beach, um, a resort and they build these tents and it's lavish. Yeah. Same thing on yachting. Like they're used to doing that. Okay. But the boats are set up for that. So when we take over a boat, they're not always set up for that. And also these crew are getting to know each other, the personalities. Yeah. Uh, when, you're working together for year after year after year. It's easier. It's more of a flow. When you go back to the Caribbean, you'll know where to go, right. where to anchor. It'll get easier. Yes. I always suggest <laughs> always hire someone in the beginning to show you yeah. and then take it on your own. Yes, that's what we should have done. Yeah. Yeah, everyone said it was the funnest trip that they've ever gone on, but nobody went with just their own family. Right. And there were some Captain Lee moments with my husband. We're like, God damn it, you idiot. Like there was <laughs> yeah. a little there was a yeah. little of that. When okay, so in the last couple episodes we have um let me get to Rachel, who is I oh I've always been like, wow, she seems like the greatest chef. Yeah. And this time I, I, she was like running late or there was going too slow and now they asked for an eight course meal they they asked for an eight course meal i don't i or think they she... wanted a tasting menu rachel oh. is an excellent chef yes yeah. right so she she's so good her food is excellent and her but challenges what... her okay so then at the end of it the guy is like hey i'm gonna tell you some things that like we didn't love you guys were short uh a person because this uh, pretty blonde girl Camille she had to she had to go. Um, too bad for her. She's very pretty. She, very. She, she liked to laugh. drink on the job and stuff. And she yeah. cracked me up though. I'm watching that show. I'm yeah. laughing so hard. I mean, as a captain, it's listen. You got to get it together. But as a viewer, yeah, I was. She's great entertainment. And then like oh, then she'd been dating a guy for two weeks, so he was crying about it. And then she's like being real well. Bye. I guess you guys don't, don't appreciate it. It's like, okay. So she goes, and um, and then we have our first male stew on the show, Frasier, 
And I think that's a fun dynamic to have a male, uh, what do you call it, chief stew, and a female chef. Because it seems like the majority of the seasons we've seen that dynamic between the male chef and, you know, the the head stew. Yeah, being a girl, yeah. That's so, really insightful. I don't think anyone's ever picked up on that. Oh, well. That's really cool. Actually, I haven't even picked up on that until now. That's really cool. I never thought of it like that because you usually had the chef yelling at the chief stew, yeah. which is a woman, and right. now it's the opposite. And they really res- they respect each other and get along better yes. than a lot of the other ones, you know? And then this girl, Alyssa. Now, Alyssa had a breakdown where she just cried and she's like, I'm done. Now, have you found, this is another generation you're dealing with. This is Generation Z. Do you feel like there's a little bit like, I need a mental health day and things like that more often <laughs> than, than like 12 years ago yes. where people, you know. Oh, my goodness. It's so interesting. And you know, the, you know what I find fascinating? How the corporate world adjusts to the mentality of the people and how they're raised, right? Okay. In order to get product or, you know, sell your product, you have to adjust your strategy to work with their mental state. Isn't that crazy how many dollars are spent on that? It drives me mad. I mean, I'm thinking, just put your big girl pants on. Right. Put them up nice and tight, you know. Pick yourself up and brush yourself off and go out there, you know, because not everybody's going to coddle you. Not everybody's going to go, oh, my God, they hurt your feelings. It became about feelings. And I've had to learn to check my eh, by right. my tongue and not say what I'm thinking, but to say what I need to say in order to get productivity out of people. And it's it's a learning curve. And, and when these people, when the guy left with the pregnant wife and he was like, yeah, we had a great time, but like there was this and that, you know, a couple of things that weren't done, but here's like your big, you know, and you guys, that was a good tip. But like, do you ever feel when you do get something like that, like this isn't going to be that great? I don't know why a gratuity is gratuity. It's yeah. based on your performance, right? So um, basically I think in our world of yachting, crew have an expectation which they should not have oh okay you know how many private boats out there do not tip their crew you know how many times they give them to their friends they don't get tipped they get paid the tip is a gratuity it's not expected what do you mean that you mean they, they lend their boat out to their friends yeah they then, say here take my boat take my crew and then those the owners people paying don't us tip. oh but then those no, people they don't, don't tip, tip. Okay, only I have a charter i have a good question for you okay um I've been secreting, manifesting, going um, on a, a mega yacht situation, and I have met someone. Not, not. I mean, I'm, I'm with my husband, but I mean, I mean we met like another couple that are nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good clarification. And and, and, uh, and they kind of like threw it out there, and I'm like, I said it to my husband. I'm like, do you think maybe we could do this? And and they are like, we'll be on the boat outside of this place for like like a month and a half, you know, come, you could come and stay with us, you know? So my question is, what's the class, like, what's the classy protocol? Because my first thought is, I think we should go. I think we should like definitely get a hotel part of the time, either a little before, go spend like three nights with them and then come back and be on our hotel. Just so a, we have that balance. Also, we're not complete freeloaders. And so so let's say that's the scenario. So we're on their mega yacht for 
three days hanging out, whatever, jumping off the thing, doing whatever. Now, as like the non-primary just guest of someone, what is the protocol of treating the staff and not so you get invited back? Okay, so <laughs> first and foremost, you've been invited. Yeah. Most charters are paid by one person and they invite people. Okay. You're not expected to pay the crew. You're not expected to tip the crew. Okay. That's on the primary. Always on the primary. When you're invited, they really mean that. So I, I agree with you. I'd have a hotel just, just in case because sometimes personalities don't mix. You yeah. need a break. I think it's a great – I would say, yeah, we're here these days. What days work for you Yeah, that we come on board? Right. That's what I would do. And, you know, they're, they invited you, so they meant it. I, yeah. You know, how much alcohol was involved is my first question. No, it wasn't. friends of mine go, hey, yeah, I've got to do this, this. And the next day they're like, no, oh, my I'm, God, I'm, I'm not doing that. Several, like I just said, like I just wrote and I go, we're seriously thinking about looking to go in April. You know, and like so, I'm, you know, after it was thrown out there, I'm giving several outs. Yeah. You know, before we get to like really looking at flights. But I mean, I'm just like, when will I have this opportunity? And I just want to, after my BVI experience, I would like to just. <laughs> yes. And you will have a great experience. Oh, I know. And sure. people just don't offer that up. They mean yeah. it, you know, yeah. especially at that level. They're not, you know, they could have anyone on board. It's right. nice. You had that offer. I would take them up on it. But I like your strategy. I think it's great. Yeah. And just ask them what days work for them. Like, I always remember, remember my dad had a saying, like, if you'd be talking about, like, some couple or something, he'd be like, well, I wouldn't want to be on a houseboat with them for a week. <laughs> so I always think of that, about being on a boat with someone. And also, like, I love guests are like fish. They smell after three days. Yeah. So I always feel like three nights yeah. is a good mm -hmm. measure, you know, where people don't feel totally put out, you know. Because and, I have another story for you where yes. someone was invited on a boat and... They all stayed. Um, they all left together. There was a primary. Their friends left. So I know both sets of people. Okay. They left, but the friends that were invited went back to the boat and stayed on the boat. For how long? And he didn't know it. For how long? For like a week. With, and the, then with the staff yes. catering to them? And they didn't know it. And that is not cool. That's what Anna Delvey did in the Netflix special. You know who Anna Delvey is? Uh, She's the the criminal with the accent that like. Is I a, wonder where they got that idea. Yeah, I, maybe they got that idea from watching that. Maybe because yeah. I mean I think I don't know how much of the thing was true because it was like a scripted story about it. But that was part of it that she met this young this lady and then like came back on and then the woman is like, get off my like called and was like what the hell are you doing get off the boat like yeah. she's like oh it's just sitting here out in the ocean why can't we have some fun like what's <laughs> your problem so good. yeah like it's so yeah just, but yeah oh, they yeah. were friends though like they yeah. were like long-term friends so they so the primaries didn't care or you think they, they did. did oh they did they yeah, felt because they didn't advantage. Ask, but they, yeah. been, they took advantage yes. because you know when you've been offered and offered and offered a lot of people it becomes their home. Right. You know, so a lot of crew do that on a boat. That's where they, it belong, It becomes their boat. And I'm like, no, this isn't your boat. You, right. You know. Yeah. So. And um, yeah, like there was a, I don't know what season it was, but there was one where, you know, the crew had become a couple. They were romantic to the people. And it was a night that you they didn't have um, any people there, you know. And the couple did go in the main cabin and like, 
slept together. I mean, granted, they're going to clean the sheets. I guess that's okay. Not, no, no, no. It's not okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know what? I have to tell you the story. One yeah. time, I worked for a founder of a bank. Uh, we just finished a charter show. My crew worked their butts off. And, right. Uh, the chef goes, hey, can I get a massage on board? And I'm, yeah, sure. There was a broker that came on the boat, and they were showing it for sale. He opens the cabin, and my chef's getting a massage. Guess what? Mm. He emails the owner. The owner writes me the email, forwards it to me, call me to discuss. I was like, oh. <gasps> you peed your pants a little? Oh, my God. I called him up, and he was like, never let that happen again. Never. And I go, I apologize. I wasn't aware of it. I did approve the massage on board. I figured it would be in the main salon. And he goes, I figured you didn't know about it, Sandy. Never let it happen again. Clunk. And I was like, okay, whew. You know, because it's not allowed. It's their yeah. space. It's like walking into someone's, you know, suite. Have you ever, TV or not, kicked off, been like, you just cannot be here anymore uh, with the uh, guests or didn't but really, really wanted to, and why? One time um, I was in the the crew. No, I was in the med running a boat, and the client was really obnoxious sexually to my crew, and I called his broker. Actually, two times. And I said, get your client under control. Keep his hands off my crew, or I'm kicking him. When you say him. his broker, so meaning he... He wanted to have this vacation, so he went through a broker who then like books it like a hotel. Yes. Okay. So we're they're the filter for us, right? Yeah. So we don't we still want to show them a good time, but the broker needs to reprimand them, not okay, us. Okay, got right? it. Right? Because uh -huh. then he's gonna be pissed off at us. Right. And then we're gonna ruin their vacation. So there's always that smoke and mirrors. Like right. um she did and he only left us seven hundred and fifty euros. It was a terrible tip. Oh my god. And the crew yeah. works so hard. Another guy, uh Russian client. Didn't really speak English, but you could hear him sue, right? So he was yelling at Porta Chervo people because we weren't getting to, um, docked fast enough. So I called his broker and said, your broker is going to get us – I mean, your client's going to get us blacklisted from Porta Chervo. He's yelling, I'm going to sue you in his broken English. Yeah. But they can understand that. And she called him and she turned it around. Yeah. But two times, I never kicked anyone off. Like, that's the last thing you want to do. You want to find a way to end your charter on a good note. Every one of those charters. I had another charter. It was a million-euro charter. She was all, Her guests were awful to the crew. So I went to her, and I said, listen, these, this is a lawyer. She actually wanted to get into yachting. Like, they're not stupid people. They're educated. Well, I think I remember. Was this on the show? No. Okay. No, okay this continue. Was, yeah. yeah. And... They're here to please you. And when you're there constantly getting beat down, their their smiles are going to be harder to put on. Their spirits are crushed. You yeah. want them, you know, a little graciousness would work. So it turned around like that. You know, then they were like, because the crew were actually calling them mama bear, baby bear, and papa bear. And I'm like, they can hear you. Stop with the mama bear, papa bear. And so at the end. The crew was saying about them? Yes. Oh, okay. That's funny. Yeah. yeah but because it was like, um. And when they walked off, they gave us 100,000 euros, and they said, Baby Bear apologizes. Like, they heard the crew. <laughs> oh, really? And since that moment, I said, never again are you allowed to talk about the guests. Do it in the crew mess. Right. right. What do you think about, um, you know, because we all love to see when the crew get horny with each other. And I am, like, sometimes just, like, very shocked 
you know, and they do this on a lot of shows, whether it's Summer House or whatever, where it's like, you're like seeing them like bone. I know. I'm like, just like, I, don't let your kids watch the show. I mean, but are you? <laughs> like eight like, years old. I'm like, like, cover their eyes. Like, I'm like, okay. I mean, I can see why people want to do it because the job itself is great. But now you're on TV and not only are you on TV, but you're working really hard on the real show. But then, like, you're revealing, like, I was just watching the Pamela Anderson. I was just watching the Pamela Anderson doc, you know, and how devastated she was when the video got stolen and, and you know, about she and Tommy and their intimate moments. And I'm like, God, cut to 20 years later, and these kids are doing it for a reality show, basically. Like, it is, to me, kind of shocking. Like They forget. They forget <laughs> the fourth wall. They forget that camera's yeah. on. They're drinking. They right. are not thinking. Like that reasoning's out the window. Now, isn't they wake up the next day and go, and, "Oh, when you guys go?" And I know it's part of the show too. Like you guys did so great. You're gonna get to go out and have this fun day. And I mean, isn't it hard though? Like sometimes I'm like, God, the next charter is only thirty hours away. Can they really party, be hungover, and like whip it together in such a short time? Because I just don't think anything sounds worse than. Yes. Being really hungover on a boat. They do. They do what? Whip it together that's or right. want to kill themselves? Uh, no, they whip it together because that's they're young. I guess you're right. Yeah. They do. Like, it's so interesting how they do it. But we drink Baraka a lot of it. What's Baraka? It's like your version of um, emergency. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. And they and we live helps. on Red Bull. Yeah, they live on Red Bull. <laughs> And of course, you've been sober really a long, like yeah. the majority of your life now, right? How long has it been? 33 years. Yeah. And have there ever been a time in those 33 years that you've been tempted and triggered? And Tempted, no. Uh, but wishing I could just, you know, drink and forget. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you just want to relax. And I'm my concern is if I do, because I can... I might just take that boat and drive it wherever I want it. <laughs> yeah. Is there ever been, a, ever been a situation where you would have made a different decision had the cameras not been there? No. Okay, so I am a captain. Mm -hmm. I think like a captain. I am have been doing this for a long time. What I do do is slow down and pause because we are making a TV show. We, I am, um, I make a decision, I execute. The difference here is I make a decision, I discuss with production, and then we figure out the avenue of how to get replacements, right? So yeah. it isn't like you can just, like in, even in real yachting, we do background checks. Like you have to go through this whole thing to get people on board. Uh, when it's a decision that affects my license, I call my maritime attorney. They say fire them, I fire them. You know, when I'm in those moments where, because I'm filming a show, right? Mm -hmm. I want it to be successful. And should I fire? Is there any way I can get around this? And if my maritime attorney says no, you need to fire them. I do that. Right. And I follow their, you know, suggestions, which they and charge me. And so did me. that happen in the show with Hannah? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I... There's been a couple times where I've called my maritime attorney and said, I don't know what to do here. Yeah, that's and he great get, that you he guides that. me. Yeah, because yeah. I worked hard. I have a federal license. Right. With the United States. I'm a federal person that right. has a federal license that could go to prison. Right. You know, like, 
you don't break the law right. for anybody. And if, you know, uh, there's a book called Monkey Business when President Bush was president. And they oh, used, Monkey Business. That was the famous, who was the, um, yeah, who was the girl that was sitting on the politician's lap on Monkey Business? And yes. then his whole career went down the tubes. Right. Who was that guy? Because they seized his boat. But who was that, that I politician? Know, I, he, yes. Donna Rice and Gary Hart. Gary Hart was a politician yeah. who like was set to probably win the presidency. And then he was on monkey business with someone other than his wife, which was Donna Rice. Yeah. Okay, so continue. So yeah. there was pot found on the boat and they seized okay. the boat. Oh, okay. I'm sure maybe. I don't know like the backstory of all of right, that. Right, yeah, yeah. So you hear these examples all the time. And in my industry, they do random drug testing. Do you know... When you go into a different country, they don't always like you there, right? right. So you're, you know, you're obviously um, doing business with yeah. them, but you're flying different flags. It's very, you want to, you have to fit into their country, not, it isn't their job to make you feel comfortable. Right. Well, thanks so much. This has been really fun. And how many more episodes do you have left of this? I don't season? know. Oh, okay. Do you know? Um, yeah, until like. Oh, so we have a lot left. Yeah. Okay, we have a lot left. And then, of course, your other season then comes after that. And, yeah, I, yeah. I hope one day um, maybe I will be on one of yeah. your boats. Hey, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, go on the other one you were invited. Yeah, we're going to work that out. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Remember to subscribe to my YouTube and tell everybody, spread the word. Make sure to leave a positive review if you haven't done that in your lifetime after you've been listening to Juicy Scoop for seven years. Um, and then, of course, my Patreon. Every Friday, it's my innermost juicy thoughts about the week, my personal life, what I really think of some things that are just too juicy to share on the regular show. Thank you so much. And you get that at heathermcdonald.net. Click on Patreon and change your life. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.